tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. There we go. Guys, thank you so much. Everybody Ooh. came out to Huntington Beach, to uh, Kansas City, and to Omaha, Nebraska. Not bad for a first time in a town. Uh, over 200 people showed up, and thank you so much. Now they want to book us in Iowa, so we're working on that. Thank you so much. A guy who joined me there, he's joining me now, Xavier Guerrero. Ooh, what a blast. What a blast. And on the ones and twos, Johnny Nice. Wow. Johnny Wooden. Wow, that was I what an intro. Halfway what through. an intro. What an intro. That was great. I shifted oh, yeah, halfway yeah. through. Uh, wherever we go, wherever we go, no matter how how white the 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 city is, he will find three Mexicans to hang out with. <laughs> he will find Dude. three Mexicans and they will run around the streets. We're like cockroaches. We're like cockroaches, and then there might not be a lot of us everywhere, but we're fucking everywhere. When you when you when you're there, you're there. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Mexicans are like cockroaches. XG. Yeah. Can we put that on a t-shirt? <laughs> Can we put that on a t-shirt? Guys, thank you so much for coming. You know, the show is an intro. So, so apparently in Omaha, they they warned them that the show was going to be weird. What? They came out before and they're like, listen, guys. No, 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 no. Because no. I go, hey, man, sorry the show was weird. And they go, oh, don't worry about it. They told us it was going to be weird. Which, <laughs> you know? So I mean, it was weird. It was weird. The last of it was weird, weird. Well, you know what? I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you, dude. I realize, even though I've been doing comedy for 26 years, I need to get up more. If I'm going to do it, do it. Right? Like, I I used to be like, I have it in me. I could just, it's like timing, bro. You got, you, you know, you can play baseball all day. I mean, for your whole life. If you take a break from playing baseball, you can't just go up there and throw strikes. You kind of, you kind of. Got to keep, you know, this the plate spinning. It's like Roger Clemens tried to pitch batting practice to the Texas baseball team a couple of months back, and he just he looked terrible. Yeah, I mean, you just can't do it. So I'm going to make – I'm going to start getting up a little bit more. Not in Los Angeles. I'm not doing stamp in L.A. It's full of stupid people. I mean, that's Johnny. Just, that's so funny. Yeah. Johnny, we, we've been traveling the country. The rest of the country, except for pockets of blue, are no longer playing pandemic anymore. They're not playing it. Oh, yeah, a lot of places here. I mean, you go to Dodger Stadium, nobody gives a shit. Nobody's no, but we're talking on. like the bars aren't like no, the not bars even the aren't doing it. Nobody's yeah. doing it. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, the law around here, unfortunately. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's my whole thing. It's like that's why you'll never change it because everybody here is a conform. That's who moves here, conformist. And then you watch the Grammys, and like nobody's has masks except for who the help. I mean, yeah. like it makes you wonder I mean, if that's not being done purposefully. Did you see? Did you see Seth Rogen <laughs> was complaining? He was like, 
Uh, we were told this was going to be an outdoor event. It's not. I would never have come here. Like, while he was on stage complaining about their safety protocols, I'm like, dude, are you serious? Come on. Yeah, well, dude, he's completely lost. Yeah. Seth Rogen. Completely lost. And then how about your boy Bill Maher on Jimmy Kimmel, like, talking about how ridiculous liberals are or Democrats are about this, why Jimmy Kimmel lasts the whole time fully knowing that he hates the unvaccinated. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, is there ever a sign of how far that dude has fallen and, like, what a sellout he is? Like, in the moment, he'll completely throw out any of his, like, his, his like, his integrity. I mean, he, yeah. what do you talk about? Shows lack of integrity, and then he shows even more lack of that integrity. Well, the sign is, is that Mar... Mar, I think, has stayed the same, but the Democrats have moved so far left or just out in cuckoo land yeah. that yep. he almost seems like a centrist now, a guy who was a pretty progressive, you know, sort of... I mean, he started out as kind of a libertarian, but the party has moved just way left of him, and now he's at odds. He fights with his own panel pretty much every week now. It's hilarious. Yeah, and they're like, hey, it's not that bad. No, it's the worst ever. It's, it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, well, like, he wants... He, he He's always going on about how it's just... The people who are dying, it's it's it, you know they're saying it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's a <laughs> pandemic of the the obese is what I mean. And the but, vaccinated. Well, yeah, but but I mean it's if you want to if you get healthy, you're gonna because fat 100%. people die of everything. That, you know what I mean? That's the logic. Flus with, and everything. Yeah, that's the logic with the kids thing. I'm like, why do the kids got to wear masks? It's not about the kids. It's about the fat teachers that yeah, are healthy. Yeah, you're t that was that. What, what when was the last time you said something that? Good? I mean, like <laughs> these should be historical moments. It's just true. We have adults. Yes. <laughs> we have adults that are, are, are making our kids suffer because they're scared to live. Yeah. And they don't want to do anything outside of what they're already doing. They're just trapped in this echo chamber of stupid. And it's just, it, it, it's unbelievable. You're telling, hey, you can live your life, and they don't want to do it. They enjoy the fear porn. And I don't, I, I, and dude, what, I don't see the end point for this. What, I don't, no, I see it coming. I see really? it coming. I see it? places like LA and San Francisco and Chicago being really stupid. Yeah. I see the re I see everybody pushing back. You're watching videos. I mean, we talk about it in the show today, but we're watching videos of like of, of, of Australia starting to punch cops. It's like, and they don't even have guns there. You know, yeah. if it gets to that point in America, you're talking about a very different situation, and that's why maybe you're right. It'll get shut down a lot faster. Well. Well, no. I also believe, Johnny, that to go from where Australia and Canada is to complete another communism isn't as far of a stretch as it is it would be in the United States. And, and, yeah. and yeah, the beauty yeah. is everybody's waking up. Now, and before I get in the rest of the show, I'm having a real problem with it. And you kind of you are in that boat in a weird way, but secession. Everybody wants secession. I'm like, that's how they broke up Russia. Like, that's done purposefully. What do you What do you mean I'm in the I don't know. I think you're a secession guy, well, aren't you? I think that's what's going to happen. I think he <laughs> means that what he just thinks is what's going to happen, but I don't think he's with it, right? Wait, you mean like... Do you, what states seceding states, from yeah, the union? Well, again? breaking up Splitting the United up. States like, into like five different yeah. countries, I think is how you weaken us. No, I, I don't think that's a good idea. No, <laughs> I mean, why did you sound like you were just? I just don't like, remember. I'm trying to remember us ever even talking about that. I don't remember. I talking feel about like it. we have, but maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, Sarah Silverman said something, and it got a lot of traction. Which oh, I always had like it's just suspect how some things get traction. A show yeah. that. Does not show up on any chart anywhere 
as a top 100 show suddenly is being passed around. You see it all the time. Yeah. It's just like, how does that, how does that, even, even in a system which, Johnny, would you agree, seems to be rigged more than ever? Like all these TV brands who oh, God, yeah. are suddenly the top of the charts, right? Yeah. So now, now you got a show that isn't in the top of charts, who, who's an industry darling, is suddenly says one thing and everyone's passing around this video. It just makes no sense to me. But I think it's very dangerous to talk about that. Because if you look at what happened to Russia, the USSR, it was a superpower. Then they broke it all up. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, and I do I do think maybe this is what you're talking about. I do think that states should be allowed to secede, but I don't think it's a good idea. No, I think I think I think states some value to the union. I think each each state should be sovereign. But it should all work together as one country. Well, that's what I mean. You now, now what you just described there, though, is sort of like a Confederate States of America situation. I mean, a loose, more loose union, less, less federal, well, less I, central. Well, I, I don't think we can trust the federal government. Yeah, I don't. I agree. think it's been completely co-opted by corporatocracy. Well, it's way it's grown so much past what was what it was intended. I mean, yeah, it's just but swallowed they, up let, so much power. So, you know, getting into a lot of these conversations that and this conversation we're having, I wish I would have. That's why I wanted to ask, like, you know, they talk about how our forefathers were Freemasons, right? Yeah. And, uh, and they set up this system that allowed s states to be more powerful when it comes to making their own decisions than the federal government. That's a very smart idea. But then when you start talking about free, we get into some stuff today. We've talked, we're going to talk to Taria, but it's really, it's, it's a whole different conversation. And it's a really great conversation. Big time. yeah. And, uh, you know, she brought up about the old Freemasons versus the new Freemasons, right? This, how, and I do believe that happened. I believe that was a group that got infiltrated and they got flipped. So anyways, a lot of great things going on. Tim fall hat. The big 500 is coming. Uh, they've added a couple more tickets, man. So uh, if you want to grab them, grab them now because when they're sold out, this group of tickets is gone. It's going to be a party. It's going to be fun. A room full of like-minded swarm. Grab your tickets. Celebrate. The fi the 500th is only, you know, only happens once. When I go ahead and get knocked out my COVID so I don't have to worry about it, I can, you know, show up Johnny's without a mask. back. Yeah. He's back. Johnny, how convenient. Right after you're supposed to go live at Huntington Beach, suddenly you're not, you don't have COVID. That's so yeah, convenient. It's funny how medicine works, man. It's so okay, weird. Okay, all right. The guy who had the longest COVID ever. Anyway, <laughs> moving right along. So go to samtriplee.com. Uh, a new show has been added. It is not on the uh, website. I'm about to add it today. I will be at Soul Joel's Comedy Club in Pennsylvania. That'll be October 1st. Uh, it says Tinfoil Live Podcast is not podcast. It is it is uh it's stand-up comedy. I'm doing stand-up comedy. I don't know why it says podcast, because it's not a podcast. I will get that uh changed today and we'll go from there. I'm gonna see if I can bring uh Chris Neff and Howie Dewey and do some stand-up out there from Cash Daddies. Yeah, so go to samtriple.com. Guys, Rockfin has been on fire. Oh, yeah. No. Go on. You got a couple shows still. You still got that Salt Lake one. That's in November, right? Yeah. Too yeah. soon? 
Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be, uh, yeah, just I'm gonna be, uh, and I have to post also Boise's going up. So let me get, I'll get all that up today. Those will be the new dates up there. So I'm working on it. And if you know a comedy club that you want me to come out and perform, have them contact hey, contact and it, me. And it doesn't got to be a comedy club. He's been doing hole in the wall type of joints. Uh, dude, I love hole in the yeah. walls, dude. I'll, and you know, if it's, uh, yeah, yeah, if, I heard you like holes in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> Good, well played, dude. Well played, guys. Uh, let me just tell you something. Uh, Rockfin has been on fire. I'm working on getting some other names there that you're gonna be very excited about. Ooh. Just go, just go to Rockfin.com and check out who's there. Uh, all my premium content is there. Any hints on the name? Ah, uh, dude, we'd we'd ruin it. I think we'd ruin I, I it. Know who it is. I don't want to say it because I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, there's two people I'm working. Oh, look on. at that broken simulation number 36. Wow, check what? it out. What do you mean? The videos on there. It's on I'm the third, on the front page. Oh so my it's front god! Front page news right there. Winner, chicken dinner. Check it out. Is that the newest one? The it newest is. And it new? is. It is. Yeah. The one we just recorded. It is. It is. Oh yeah. snap! I thought that was a good one. Yeah, I, it was a good one. Yeah. I brought a lot of heat that day, but you can get my tinfoil hat premium there. Which is Q and A and a daily dose. You can get zero, which has been fire lately. Okay, you can get uh, what else is on there? Oh, Conspiracy Social Club of Brian Callen is on there, and also Broken Sim First Look. For the and stoners, we got we don't smoke the same. We Head don't over smoke there. the same. I'm trying to get some more weed people Let's on there. I'm working on it. Okay, they, whatever they're paying you is not enough. By the way, you nobody works harder to promote rock fan than Sam Triple. Well, because I believe in it, and guess what, man? It's only ten dollars. Think about all these different Patreons you have to sign up for: five dollars, ten dollars. Yeah. Here, you pay one ten dollar fee a month, and you get everything. There's so much crap on television, man, that you don't have to watch anymore because there's so much wonderful content at Rockfin for only ten dollars. And if you do a yearly, a year subscription, it's even less. So go check it out. Support us. Help us by by supporting Rockfin and go check it out. T-shirts are on fire. Apparently, according to Johnny, <laughs> there's some controversy with our, uh, our newest yeah, yeah. T-shirt. Yeah, I got a few people tweet at me about this. Uh, it is called the team. Afghani skydiving team. There's some. There's somebody that follows us that was working on getting people out of there and was uh, mildly offended by this. Hey, one. we sold out these T-shirts, so they loving them. Yeah, the people yeah. love it. And if I thought it was real, I wouldn't do the shirt. The the, the, the art is amazing, though. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at your face falling out of that airplane. <laughs> so go check it out. That's there. I got a new one about to uh, drop too. Is that shirt you have on for sale? What is that? That's I really I like was, that. That's what I was wondering. I was going to ask him if that's going to be exclusive. Made this for that's me. really cool, man. It says loyal to the foil, and it's in a foil type uh, yeah. old English uh, typeface. A and fan at a show made it for me, so I, I'm thoroughly. A couple people cool were shirt, asking man. for the uh, chicken snake on. It's limited edition, but there's still a couple left. So there's, get, still a couple yeah, left there's still a couple buy left. Because when they're yeah. gone, they're gone. It's limited to ten thousand. <laughs> no, no, no. It's that's, not that, dude. It's a small, small number. I will never. I will never do a higher number than that and tell you it's a lower number, and I will never resell it once it's yeah. gone. So okay. anybody that was asking for these at the show, I told you they're online, and there's a couple left. So There's a couple left. On once they're gone, they're gone, and you'll never get another one of it. So that's how it is. Anything else, guys? Oh, uh, you know, you got Tinfoil Hat. It's a wonderful show. If you love me and you want to hear me talking about other subjects, I have other shows. My show with John and well, Johnny's show that he allows me to sit in on <laughs> called Broken Sim, starring Johnny. Johnny Woodward presents 
Broken Simulation, starring Johnny Woodard and his trusty sidekick <laughs> that he got off the side streets, Sam Tripoli, uh, is a wonderful show. You just got to go listen to it for free. We met at a hole in the wall. We met in a hole in the wall. <laughs> Johnny, was, Johnny was behind the hole in the wall. Okay. Uh, also, Conspiracy Social Club. A lot of people love the show. You can listen to the old shows from the vault for free. Just put in Conspiracy Social Club and you'll hear me just dropping the hammer of the gods on Brian Callen. And then <laughs> I love that show. And then also, I'm going to be releasing Zero. I've been a little behind. I wanted to put it out after the 104, but I've been running so slam. So I just have to find the old episodes, and those will be out soon. That's Zero with Sam Tripoli. Those will be out for free. And I don't think I'm going to put ads on there. And uh, No Lives Matter is still out at samtripoli.com, and someone got demonetized. Someone got, no, I got monetized. Oh, I got monetized. No, you got monetized. I always fuck up on Mexican. I got monetized. Is that other Woo! stupid channel going? Johnny? The yeah, still going. Yes. Let me look it up. What is it? The unofficial? Uh, dude, I swear, if I see you in the streets, bro, <laughs> yeah. if I see you in the streets. We're, we're yeah, they're a little behind on videos. I'll fight you, bro. <laughs> keep it that way, Johnny. Hopefully they won't upload all the new stuff quickly. Hopefully, so you, don't, people hopefully you don't find them in a hole in the wall. Oh, shut up, dude. <laughs> shut oh, yeah, Union of the Unwanted is probably the best conversation on the internet. So mm -hmm, you yeah. should go check it out, Union of the Unwanted. Uh, it's an honor to be with those guys. I got into that telegram that they have, and it's... Boy, it's a little, some heavy stuff dropping in that thing. I, should we start Telegram for this show? Yeah, I, I yeah just, that'd be cool. Yeah. I, I also, oh, chat.samtriply.com, too, if you want to get in on the... Get on oh, that. On the, hey, and Reddit. Chat, we Reddit. haven't mentioned Reddit in a while. Yeah, there's a Reddit, too, yeah. if you want. There's places there's to go, everywhere. people everywhere. to see. Go check it out. All right, real quick, guys. Uh, very cool thing happened over the weekend. Uh, I got a bunch of gifts. From uh, fans who came to the show, mm -hmm. it was the Kansas City show, got two gifts. Uh, one's being mailed, and I don't want to talk about that one. And when it gets here, I'll show you. But this is the other gift. Oh, okay. This is good. I had to carry this all the way across from the flight. I mean, dude, dude. It, was, it was, it was, this was delicate. Okay. okay. I had to go out. I had to go buy A lot this. of work was put into this. A lot of work. A lot of work. Sam had to go to... Smart and final, or some office place to fucking and, get and this dude, bubble you know, wrap. So funny, I got pulled because I, I have pre check now. I just go right in, but not on, not because of this. They it's wrapped up like the Shroud of Turin. I'm, what what on this earth? Is, they wanted to know exactly what this was. And, uh, some adrenochrome. Stop saying that. <laughs> you love saying adrenochrome now, bro. Here we go. Sorry, this is taking a little longer than I thought. He this wrapped is, it up like a baby. Uh, I'll put the Benny Hill theme song under this and speed here it up. Here we go. Sorry. I didn't, I, I did a great job shit. wrapping this up. But here it is, dude. Oh, is this it a Sam go Gnome? Yeah. A Sam Tripley Gnome. Look That's at that. That's so funny. Look at that. <laughs> Look at the back. Wow, that's so cool, dude. Dude, isn't that cool? Dude, the only so problem cool, is dude. the guy wants it. I think we should do like a blessing from over. Joe, everybody. Yeah. So I got to figure out where we're going to put this. Yeah. But I'm going to put it right Ever here. Ever since Ryan Bledsoe said that yeah. shit about people like giving him stuff that like yeah. cursed his life, I like want to pray over it or something. The you know? only problem was that guy wants it in the front lawn, but he doesn't know what we live in L.A. where any homeless would love to take that. Yeah, they'd yeah. love to take But like, what are you going to do with that? At night, he's going to walk around here and fuck with your shit. Watch. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Guys, this is a great show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. My mind was blown the whole time. And uh, yeah, probably uh, mountains are just men melted buildings. Uh, enjoy the show. Aaron, open your mind.
Guys, I'm super excited to tell you about our friends at Bespoke Post. Man, let me tell you something. You're looking for an adventure? These are the perfect people for you because they're going to take your adventure to the next level with a new lineup of must-have box of awesome collections. That's right. Bespoke Post, okay, partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. Right, guys? Yeah. Dude, it's got manly shit. Manly, manly, manly. Yeah, I got that. I got that Weekender bag right there. Loved it. I also got a knife and a thing that ages whiskey. What? A oh. knife. Really cool. Yeah. That sounds like you're ready to survive. That's exactly right. Yeah, you can get some cool outdoor stuff. Right, dude. It. If you're trying to survive, you want two things. A knife and aged whiskey. Yeah, yeah. They don't call it Box of Awesome for nothing. For so. nothing, dude. It's the real deal. I got my brother some stuff. He loves it. And then we got in a fist fight. But be before <laughs> that, he loved me for his gift, for sure. No matter what you're into, and I mean no matter what you're into, okay? Box of Awesome has you covered, okay? From... From travel to outdoor gear to breezy summer styles and grooming goods, Box of Awesome has a collection for every part of your life. This is real simple. You just go to boxofawesome.com, boxofawesome.com. You you answer the quiz, okay, and that will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you, okay? They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories, okay? It's free to sign up, and you skip a month or cancel at any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, okay, but has over $70 worth of of gear on the inside. Huh? It's that simple, guys. Just get started. Take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Okay? And that's it. So here's what's going to happen for you guys. You get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. Enter the code TINFOIL at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Code TINFOIL for 20% off your first box. Xavier Guerrero loves it. Johnny Nice loves it. Sammy T loves it. So if we love it, we know you're going to love it. Thank you to our friends at Box of Awesome. All right, let's get into it. Very excited to have this guest on and very excited to talk about what she's been doing look, doing research into. Uh, she's a historical researcher into hidden history. Please welcome to the show, Michelle Gibson. How are you, Michelle? I'm doing really well, and I'm really glad to be here. So thanks for the invitation. Michelle, we're honored to have you on. Anytime we can talk hidden history, we're all about that action. Uh, it's slowly becoming my favorite subject to talk about uh, because I do think it is so important. As we see them try to rewrite our history in real time, we're watching in real time. From yeah. books, what would, what they're teaching, to taking down statues, all this stuff, everything's being taught. Uh, history's being rewritten, and why is that important? And, well, maybe we'll ask you, but before we begin, uh, Michelle, why don't you tell our listeners, The Swarm, where they can find you uh, and anything else you want to promote? Okay, certainly. My primary website is my blog, which is piercingtheveilofillusion.com, and... I'm primarily a writer. Um, that's my total comfort zone, and I've had to learn to become more comfortable speaking because I realized when I got this information that I needed to get it out any way possible. Uh, so over the last couple of years, I've done a number of interviews, and it's gotten a lot easier. You're doing great. Thanks. It starts out in written form. And 
I've got a lot of information to share that I've received. I, I would say it's an intuitive process, but it has to do with the original civilization, hidden history, how it's been hidden, who's hidden it, why it's been hidden. And you gave really good examples there at the beginning. It's still going on. They've been at it for a long time. But when I say a long time, I'm not talking thousands of years. I'm talking hundreds of years. And I think we were doing just fine up until two to three hundred years ago. And then beings with a very dark agenda figured out a way to come in and hijack the timeline of the earth and give us the world that we're living in today. But we're living on top of the, I would say, ruins of an advanced ancient civilization, but the buildings really aren't ruins. We're still using them. And so that's an important point because we live and work in them. We see them, but we're told a fabricated story about how they got there and who built it and when they built it. I love everything you're saying. And... (laughs) I'm all about this. I can I can't talk uh, enough about this. Can it be per- perfect timing? Yeah. What? So me, uh, Xavier, myself, uh, our good friend Eddie Bravo. We were Derek, Derek was driving us around too. Derek was driving us around when we weren't worrying about running out of gas. And by the <laughs> way, that's happened to me a lot more lately. I almost happened today. I don't know why. Everybody just keeps like, no, we're good, and then we're not good, and we're close to not good. But anyway, so he we 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 went into Nebraska. And he goes, I want to show you something. So we're going through the what city? Nebraska City? Auburn. Auburn, Auburn, Nebraska, not the SEC school, but the city in Nebraska. And he goes, I want to show you something. He goes, you know, I must show you that this city has two type of architecture. One is like modern, what he described as crappy, okay? Uh, Just looks like it's slapped together. And then there's these older buildings he was talking about. And the one thing he said that was very interesting, he goes, if you see these buildings... The ground goes up to what is obviously a window. And something either is filled in or something covered it up. But there's more building that we don't see in these buildings. And I go, wow, man. I never, that's kind of crazy. And it was more than one. It was like four or five of them that looked like they should keep going down. Yeah. And it was like, you know, next to like what a modern day, like, uh, you know, outdoor mall looking. Like a 7-Eleven shit looking. Like a track malls and stuff like that. And then right next to this very pristine, beautiful brick buildings that have the arches on on the windows and stuff like that. And he goes, dude, it's a totally different thing. He goes... And I'd love to hear your opinion on this. He goes, you know, they were able to like wreck a lot of this these buildings in these bigger cities, but the smaller cities they just didn't bother with. So what are your thoughts on all that? And wherever you want to begin. That's really a lot of my research is, is about what you're talking about. And what you described is classic evidence that you look for for mud flood. And, you know, the idea that, I believe and other researchers are looking at the same idea that there was a mud flood, not just in North America, but all over the world. And I personally believe that it's been within the last couple of hundred years. And I believe that it was deliberately caused. And I'll show you information 
about why that why I believe that. Oh yeah. But um, I'm going to show you a couple of examples, and then I'm going to go into my story about how I got into this. Hi, perfect. And then we can bring it back up a little bit. But, Let's do it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. And um, I pulled up a couple of things, but I'm going to go somewhere else since you brought it up first. And that's probably one of the best examples of exactly what you're talking about to actually show that this mud flood took place and that it was covered up by roads <laughs> and sidewalks when they did the reset. And I think a lot of our history is actually about the reset and not what they tell us. So when they were telling us they were building the railroad, I think they were digging the railroad out. <laughs> oh. And whatever they're calling immigrants were actually, you know, people that were brought in to repopulate, whether it was from Europe or whether they, you know, raised them here, orphan, the whole orphan train. Idea. Oh, man. Um, but this is in Omaha. So you were talking about Nebraska. Yeah. And so it's St. Mary Magdalene Church in Omaha. And and this is an example that's given in a lot of places, but it's a good one. And that's why it is. Um, because you have historical pictures um, like this one here. I'm going to move you over here a little bit where you can see something's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, you've got the railroad tracks down here. Um, and I think all the rail infrastructure was part of the original civilization. Uh, you've got a, you know, a good picture here where you've got a work crew down here that's been busy digging. But one of the reasons I went here is because when you look at a picture like this, that's exactly you can how it like. you can see the discoloration and the part where they dug it out. Yeah, and and it's just like <laughs> the layout is just it doesn't look right, Johnny. Look at that. Does it look like you if you were laying down a foundation for a building that you would kind of do it on a slant like that? I mean, it looks like there's a window that's not fully uncovered. The last one. Yeah, well, yeah. If you look yeah. at the bottom there, they didn't finish that digging exactly it out. Exactly what we saw. We saw buildings where, like, it would be ground, and then you see this weird kind of half window hanging out. Like creepy. Like if you were like trying to sneak in or sneak out of the house. Now I don't mind having like a basement below dirt, but when do you actually have like? windows that are half covered now in my house i grew up with we had windows at the top so you can see but these look like full-on windows that were covered and they were and this is such a good example because in this picture you can see where the street is today oh, that one but anyway, in this small picture, you can see here. And in this picture right here, you can see where that's exactly the part of the building that was uncovered. And then they just paved the street right next, right over that. Oh, my But God. there's clearly more building going down below that. I mean, if they've dug out that much. Yeah, that's you know, so crazy we're talking about this because... He show, Derek showed us that, and I was like, man, that does look weird. And so I grew up in upstate New York, right? 
and it, and there it is the tale of two two cities there are these very beautiful giant buildings like they are gorgeous and you and the there's one called the 1890 house. Can you look that up? The 1890 house, mm-hmm. and uh, she's do, okay. he could do it right now. Uh, so it's called the 1890 house, right? And it's right in the middle of uh, I forget the name of the street, but it's like a tourist attraction. And there's but it's so advanced, man. I mean, it's so the the, the architecture is so beautiful it's like nothing around it now there are other these and it's kind of sad what's happened to them because they've been turned into fraternity and sorority houses but they're the most beautiful buildings you've ever seen is it is it just called the 1890 house yeah it's called the 1890 house okay just 1890 maybe 1890 try that house so the 1890s just 1890 maybe? just put 1890 house xavier <laughs> yeah, nice. wait yeah just without the s so see if that maybe comes up and even if you want to put in Cortland, Cortland, C O R T L A N D, but it's a, and then we would get tours of this house. Okay. And I used to be like, man, this is, is this one person's house? Is this, yeah. It looks like a castle, huh? Right? It's gorgeous. And there's other houses like this. And then we have, we have, we have Cortland, which is a little, Little hick town. I, Carlton's going to hate that I say that, <laughs> but it really is. I, I talk about it. It's become like, I call it ghetto country, right? It's like it's like hood farmers and stuff. But <laughs> hood the, the architecture <laughs> is insane. And that's exactly right. It's very obvious once you start to know what to look for yes 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 and now you start to see and you're like okay if if that's like that why haven't we built anything like that since all right everybody i want to tell you about our good friends at cbd line that's right cbd line one of our oldest sponsors on the show longest running sponsors on the show and we love them very much you know these stressful times you need tools in your tool belts and no one can help you more than cbd lion i mean they got everything they got vapes they got they got gummy you like they got those new gummies that lemon you like. ones come on nothing is better than lemon dude nothing's better than lemon lemon gummies okay they, they also have the uh, new melatonin slumberberry variety pack, which I've heard is pretty cool. A variety pack, man. And that's what we're talking about, dude. They are the best of the best. I love them very much. They always come to my live shows and support. And here's what's really great, okay? They, they have everything you need, man. They're, all their products are third-party tested, all right? They even have a quick little survey, quick quiz you take. They'll help you with deciding which product is best. They got everything, man. Man, they got everything. Pre rolls, he- pre rolls of hemp flour. They got new strains of hemp flour. They got uh, lemon gummies, variety pack gummies, melatonin gummies. All this fun games. CBD does it beat that? I don't think so. I love them. Every time they come to my shows, I hug them. I hug them. I try to kiss them. They're like, no, it's not. Not like that, bro. <laughs> And if you like that and you want to help out the show and you want to help our sponsors, just go to cbdline.com and enter the promo code TINFOIL, okay, to get 20% off. That's cbdline, like the animal.com, coupon code TINFOIL. Check them out. We wanted over 2,000 positive reviews. This stuff works. Give them a try one more time. Just go to cbdline, enter the coupon code TINFOIL to get 20% off. 
So even if you take a look at like, I don't care where you go, Vegas, New York, LA, when they build houses, they don't even build anything close to these houses. Anything new ain't going to last nothing what that's going to last like. And then they, they have a tendency to demolish them in like 60 years. You know, they'll yeah. say, we built this in 1890, and by 1950 or 1960, it was already demolished and replaced by buildings of vastly inferior quality. It is unbelievable. Yeah. So I want to get into, where do you want to start with yourself? We started with, with the buildings and stuff like that and the windows, but I want you to start from the start. Like, what? where would you like to have a jumping off point? Because I'm really, I want to hear about these entities. Okay. And I'm going to start with my story, but then I'm going to bring it back up to what you were talking about because there are some really good examples. And again, because we're not told the truth about it, we don't even think twice about it. And I'm talking about school buildings that are the same way. Yes. Um, probably more people than not have gone into an over-the-top school building, especially in cities, but also in smaller towns. And again, a lot of those beautiful buildings are gone and they're replaced by the new building. Um, theaters, museums, don't even think twice about it. And the dimensions are for much bigger people. And that's another part of the story. We were much bigger and very advanced in every way. So, you know, what we're told about us being the, you know, the height of our evolutionary journey thus far isn't true. We've, we have actually gone backwards quite yeah, a bit. It is interesting. And I want to get into that because it's like, okay, what is going on? Why are we going backwards? What, what happened? And what happened to these people that were here before? Were they annihilated? Did they just, did they just go to another dimension? Like, what happened? And that, that's a great story. But I want to hear your story and how you get there, and then we'll get into all that. Okay, that's fair enough. So um, my story actually started, I guess you could say, when I was about seven years old. Um, I grew up outside of Washington, D.C. in Rockville, Maryland. Gaithersburg, Rockville, and Rockville. So I emphasize that because it's in the name of towns, place locations, you know, Stony Hill, hmm. you name it, Point of Rocks. Uh, it's, they're telling us, but they're not telling us. They're telling us. And so when I was about seven or eight years old, and I'll, I turned 58 in July this year, just a long time ago, I started becoming aware of anomalies. And my dad would play softball and practice at the elementary school field right next to the church and I was not interested at all in softball but <laughs> there was a really cool place down the hill you know go into the woods and there were these gigantic stones at the bottom of the hill and I never thought twice about it when I was seven or eight I don't, didn't think about it until I started learning about all of this within the last five or six years and then it came back to my mind and it was right next to Rock Creek. And if you look at photos of Rock Creek in Washington, D.C., you see gigantic stones in the river or in the, in the creek. But I think they're canal systems. I think rivers and creeks are remnants of canals. 
and in some places it's obvious there are canals with masonry banks and in some places the stones have been removed or oh. it's overgrown and you can't tell anymore but it used to be a canal systems and that's just not just in North America that's all over so the ancient civilization was as comfortable on land as or on water as on, on land and everything was set up that way so I noticed things as I got older in my environment that I'd be like, what's that doing there? I lived next to a golf course when I was a teenager. And the house that we lived in was like the flattest lot on the street. And I first realized that golf courses are cover-ups of mound sites. You know, all you have to do is dig out the top of a mound and you have a sand trap. But also that more than likely I grew up on top of a flat-topped pyramid because Whoa. the houses at the, the bend of the street were really steep. There was a steep backyard. So the Lindley Terrace was flat, but about half the houses on my side of the street had a backyard that went like that. Oh. You know, again, I noticed that when I was 10, 11, 12 somewhere in there now hold on real quick so let me just mm -hmm. are you was this washington state or washington dc so i was raised outside of washington dc okay in suburban maryland and, and you know and, and like all you have to do is go and look at washington dc and just see that there's architecture there that you don't mm -hmm. see anywhere else and what do we do so this is interesting we get told this is Freemasonry. That's mm -hmm. what we get told. This, look at this. It adds up to this. It shows this. This is all Freemasonry. And you're like, that's interesting. Is it Freemasonry? Or is this another way that we are talking about? Johnny, stick with me. Don't give me squinty eyes, okay? <laughs> uh, is this another way we kind of were told about the Egyptians and the pharaohs with the, with the pyramids? It's all the same civilization. It's all the same. And that's been the really obscured part of it because Freemasonry is a usurpation. What we know of it as Masonry is a usurpation of the original Masons, the Moorish Masons, which go back in time, back to Lemuria and Atlantis. It's all the same civilization. Um, that's what my research is showing me. Oh, and that it was worldwide. You have obelisks all over the world. You have, um, you know, say canals all over the world. You actually have pyramids all over. Um, lots of mountains are, or pyramids are called mountains. And that was one of the awakening points for me on this journey. Outside of Little Rock in Arkansas is Pinnacle Mountain, Pinnacle Mountain State Park. And there's two other pinnacles right beside it. Looks just like the pyramids of Giza laid out, but you can't get close to the two other pyramids. But Pinnacle Mountain is a state park. And there's one place you can go to in the park that if you look at it, you can tell you're looking at a pyramid. And um, I'm just going to give an example of this. You know, there's just so much information. It's just really easy to get sidetracked <laughs> but um it's important because 
in order to understand what's taken place here, you have to know how they've been covering things up. So this oh, is one shit. view of Pinnacle Mountain and where you can see the faces here. Just click on where that. that is. Click right on now. that image. Could you go up to images and click on it? That's her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so wow. there's one of them, but here's there's some images of it where it's really clear that it's a pyramid. All right, I'm going to ask you a question. Like that one. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question, and you can be honest with us. Do you believe that some mountains are melted buildings? Yes. Whoa! Not the first time we hear that. That's not the first time. <laughs> Now, saying that, I think the original civilization terraformed the earth. And so a lot of mountain ranges are like all pyramids. Um, but when you look at a place like uh, Red Rock State Park in California, hopefully I'm not. Oh, there we go. Here we go. Okay. I live in Sedona, so I live in Red Rock country here. And I think it's ancient infrastructure. But if you look up Red Rocket State Park in California, the first time I saw this image of it, melted buildings definitely came to mind. Let's see. So, so, so this one here. Right. Tell me what you think would cause this. Okay. So when it comes down to what caused the mud flood? You know, there's agreements, but there's different ideas on how it might have happened. And I know something happened. And I've got a belief that the controllers created a 3D time loop between 1492 and 1942. 1717's the midpoint year. There's 250, I'm sorry, 225 years on either side of 1717. And I think we're in an occulted timeline. I mean, I think they've been doing all kinds of Sorcery. spells and black magic and all kinds of stuff to keep us from waking up and to keep us under their control. Um, I think they're using a, a very sophisticated grid system in reverse and opposite of its original intention, which was to benefit life, um, to keep us under, under control. And so I think history kind of starts sometime in the 1700s, history as we know it. And before that, I'm not really sure what happened and what didn't happen. All I know is I, I think our historical timeline really kind of started around 1717. Um, and that around 1740, there was a frost called the Great Frost of Ireland. It's in the historical record. That was 21 months of extreme cold between 40, 1740 and 1741. And I've developed uh, some ideas that the Philadelphia experiment could have been a time-traveling naval okay. vessel that created a rip in the fabric of space-time, went back to 1942 or whatever year it happened. And, you know, it sounds kind of out there, but there's a time-traveling naval vessel in the movie The Final Countdown and that ship goes back to 1941 which was only 200 years after that 
great frost. Um, but part of the reason I'm, I think that that actually created a rip in this fabric of space time that allowed these beings to incarnate is because Mayor Rothschild, the founder of the Rothschild banking dynasty was born in 1744 and Adam Weiss helped the founder of the Bavarian Illuminati was born in 1748 and Duke Francis of Saxe Coburg Saalfeld was born in 1750 and he was the originator of what we know of as the House of Windsor in Great Britain and through Albert and Victoria pretty much took over all the royal houses of Europe. Okay, so one, all right. Now lineage, things are starting to click for me. Now that one lineage seated all of the present-day royal houses of, of Europe, and they got rid of the old houses. All right, so is, is something in 1717 happened in your belief, and after that hap happened, okay, that's when whatever demons or whatever occult entities you believe, I love this, that's when they started to slowly but surely like start to change our reality. Yeah, I'm all about somewhere that. in that that time frame. Now, um, there's other ideas in terms of how the mud flood started, and I thought that might have been it because I found out about it. I found out about the mud flood like about two weeks after I started putting all that together. But I'm completely open to the idea. It could have been a directed energy weapon. It could have been some kind of frequency weapon that caused this mud flood that I think was pretty much worldwide. Um, and that's how they wiped out the original civilization of advanced giants. Okay. But there's a lot of infrastructure underground. So the controllers could have lived underground while they were having everything dug out. Um, the original civilization could have lived underground. So we didn't all die out. Um, but so, most so, of the surface so, so. population was probably wiped out by this this event. So how? And I think who I think are I'm these gonna, entities? Who are these entities? What is is? Do you have a name for this entities that I, did this? Um, I think fallen angels are in the mix. Um, I look at Paradise Lost, the poem by John Milton in the 1600s, as being the original predictive programming, and they told us what they did. You know, they get kicked out of heaven and they get together and they say, well, we're going to mess up things down here. <laughs> and Satan went up to the Garden of Eden in the poem and convinced Adam and Eve to eat the, you know, the fruit of the tree of knowledge and, you know, good and evil. And then we got kicked out of the garden because it was our fault. And um, I think the original civilization knew exactly who they were, where they came from. No questions about what the shape of the earth was. Oh. Very advanced knowledge. And um, they aligned everything perfectly on earth with heaven and their own civilizations and communities. So would you say these aligned. fallen angels are like archons? Is that what you believe? So, so I think fallen angels are part of it. Um, I think it's an unholy alliance of negative beings. Archons are definitely part of it. I think reptilians are part of it. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Chimera before. No, what is what is uh, that's that? another negative. ET. Chimeras. Chimera. Is it Chimera and, one thing or is it a group of people? Um, there are beings. They're negative beings. Um, maybe spider entities. Whoa. 
I don't know if you're familiar with the idea of spider statues showing up all over the world. These big gigantic spider statues in certain places. What Nephilims? What do you mean they just show up? Well, they're 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 art. <laughs> These gigantic spiders are artwork in a number of places around the world, and chimera. Uh, my understanding is tend to present as spider beings. Oh and so they're part God. of this um, Anunnaki. You think um, they're negative? You think they were? Uh, I don't know. And that's what I was just going to qualify that with. I've heard a positive Anunnaki and negative Anunnaki. And so I haven't really gone too far into that. I've, I've looked more at the reptilian and the archon involvement than in any of the others. But if... In alternative media, if if we hear the name Moloch in the present day, and we do, that it means that there's something to that. So so Moloch was one of the fallen angels that was in the in plotting with Satan in Paradise Lost. The name Moloch is mentioned, and Moloch is the one that children get sacrificed to. Oh my! If you're God. familiar with that. So this starts to click with me because I do believe that there's like we just, whatever they are, whether they're reptilians or giant ass spiders or whatever, you know, they're parasites in my humble opinion, right. and That's they right. are they are definitely running game on this whatever we live in. What do you think we live in? Do you think we live in a flat Earth? Do you think we live in a f- assimilation what do you think okay so this is a good place to talk about my story because i didn't start out from a perspective of a flat earth or even sphere i was following ley lines and i became familiar with sacred geometry around 2007 2008 i went to a flower of life workshop and Alaska, where I was living in Fairbanks, I learned about sacred geometry. And sacred geometry is very, very important to understanding this. Um, without it, I would, not, I would not be sitting here talking to you or doing any of the work that I've been doing. Um, so I had been interested in alternative history for a long time. I did get a good education in conventional history because I liked history. But I'm glad I didn't get an advanced degree in it because I would not have been open to what I've been receiving. And I probably would have already had the, you know, the programming in mind about what our history is supposed to be. Right. But I, but I, I did get familiar with it. So when I'm doing my research, I kind of have an idea what's going on already right. in our historical narrative because I learned about it in high school. Um, so... My original research began after a friend, I was living in Oklahoma City, this is between 2012 and 2016, gave me a flat map, which has traveled a long distance with me and isn't in the best of shape anymore. (laughs) It's definitely falling apart on me, but um, I had this sitting beside my dining room table and I started noticing cities lining up in lines in North America. Um, And I because I had learned about sacred geometry and other earth energy researchers talk about it a lot that I was, you know, by the time the internet came around and you could find alternative media programming about these kinds of things, I was watching stuff like that. 
um, I started noticing, okay, so this is the Star of David. Whoa. Right. Okay. It's also known as the Star Tetrahedron and the Merkaba. And that's the same as our, our human energy light body. Okay, it's the same idea. This is a two-dimensional, but ours is three-dimensional, and it's in our energy field and it's around us. Got you. Okay, so I found um, I found this line from Edmonton that goes down to Ottawa. Down and here. what you mean by a line? What does that mean? These are cities. <laughs> this line is formed by cities. Also, each so, along the way, so like Ed, each dot is like a city. Yeah, it's a city. Wow. It's Edmonton, Saskatoon, um, Winnipeg, Thunder Bay, Ottawa. So, I, so I I drew this line down here, and I drew it back up to Edmonton, and this goes down through um, Toronto, Detroit, Indianapolis, St. Louis, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, Lubbock, El Paso, Hermosillo. A little bit into the ocean here and then i drew this back up to edmonton and then i thought to myself i wonder if i can find another one and so that's when i found this one down here which with marita down here so that's a city what's going on with the one that's in the ocean well that's kind of the dimensions of the star tetrahedron from what i could estimate i mean that's about where it would be you know so there could have been a landmass there at one point or you know, something going on there. Um, I think there's a lot of sunken lands and that's coming up more. When that happened, you know, we're told 12,000 years ago or 25,000 years ago. Um, I don't have an answer to exactly when the original things happened. I don't know how many cataclysms there have been. I love um, that. <laughs> but I do believe there's been one very recently that we've never been told about. How so, recent? Um, that's the one where I say it goes back, I think, two, three, four hundred years, somewhere in there. Something happened. That's what that caused this mud flood that caused all those sunken windows and doors. And that our civilization, as we know it, was built on top of that. So when, when the mud flood happens, how does it happen? What is what is your belief oh. on what the actual event was? Okay, so like I said, it could have been um, directed energy weapon. It could have been nuclear weapon. And a lot of the world's deserts, like the Sahara Desert and the Gobi Desert and, you know, the continent of Australia is mostly desert, if you look at it. The middle of it is desert, and it's around the coast that you have um, more vegetation. Um the Southwest, the American Southwest going on up into Canada, you know, Mexico on up to Canada is desert. Um, was that time and sun or was that deliberately caused? And at this point, it would not surprise me at all if it was not natural. And who caught, okay, so, so we have we have these dark entities, right? Mm -hmm. Did the dark entities cause this to get rid of the the Tatarians and was there a battle between the the parasites and the Tatarians for a very long time like for me I always think like was it Kazaria 
versus Tataria. I mean, because a lot of people believe Kazarians are uh, the like the real mm -hmm. ones, and when the Bible talks about the the uh, synagogue of Satan, that they're actually talking about the, the Kazarians and not Jews, and that's a very delicate conversation to have because people just lose their fucking skulls, excuse my language, and they can't <laughs> even have a conversation about what that actually means. And when you bring that up to people, in particular my Jewish friends, they freak out. And I'm like, I'm actually saying that Jewish people are, are, aren't the ones doing all this crazy stuff, that it's people masking themselves as Jews that are causing all the problems. Right. And you're, and you're right. They're masking themselves. However, I believe that Zionists are the top level of, of the Catholic Church, you know, the Jesuits, you know, what you might know about the... Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and, we'll, for and sure. I'll show you a really compelling picture here in just a moment. Um, you have Mormons, and again, the top echelon, the Mormons are Zionists. Top, top group. This isn't every Mormon. That's just like... Well, we, I say this all the time. Not Catholics. every Jew is a Zionist. It's, Not every Zionist is a Jew. It's, it's just at the top 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 it's, it's how they hide themselves right for sure in 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 our the fabric of our society and the template that they took over and i think that the the tribes of israel were worldwide um have come across evidence to support that so let me ask you a question though so you brought up earlier you know these these very powerful figures born in the 1700s right after 1717 so yeah, the 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 main ones that I'm looking at are Rothschild and Weishaupt and Duke Francis. So 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 that was 1740, starting in 1744. So the quite my question is, and it's what I really have debate with the people out there who are like, oh, it's it's Jew World Order stuff, right? Which I'm not into. Uh, mm -hmm. But I always say there's a level above that stuff. Do you, uh, like for me, I think Zionist, okay, and I prefer the term Zionist over Jews. That's just because I don't think all, again, all, not all Jews are Zionists, not all Zionists are Jews. But I think these these royal families and all these bloodlines are actually above Zionism. What are your thoughts on that? They're a part of it. Um and I agree. I think they're just like the public face of particular levels. That right. Go up. Right. So, so I think that let's call them Team Dark. <laughs> Team Dark. A better word. No, I gotcha. Um, human beings are very special. We don't know how special we are because of that information being removed from our awareness. So we are actually very powerful and we're very closely connected with creator source, however you want to call it. Um, you know, God's not far away from us. And when we know that, when we realize that we, we kind of have a, a power that the dark can't touch. And so I think with, Humanity, with the situation on Earth, they saw a unique opportunity to, to try to come in and 
because we're in a free will universe, we have to, or free will plane or planet, whatever you want to call it, we have to consent. We have to choose the path that we go on. Okay? It has to be consented to. Well, how have they gotten our consent for a dark agenda when we're not dark? They've gotten to it to it by educating us in their history, um, participating in the social contracts, constructs that they have set up. Yes. Um, you know, right down to wars and things like that. False flags. False flags, you know, where they're actually destroying the infrastructure or, you know, pitting us against each other. Um, and then in our educational system, the Rockefellers have been involved in public education since it began in the yep. 1850s. Um, they're, so they're teaching us compulsorily what they want us to know. Um, so that we're totally indoctrinated in this false history and false construct of reality. And, and then they lie to us to gain our consent. And then they reinforce it with movies. They have to tell us what they're doing. So they use predictive programming. And Back to the Future is an excellent example of that because there's references to 9-11 when in the movie, a lot of people done, you know, breakdown of that. Um, and other thing, other books and, you know, they're telling us, but they're not telling us that. So we're just going to a movie thinking it's all fun and games. Um, Do you believe in sigil magics? Is it sigil? I think that's part of sigil. it. Sigil. I mean, and if, like, if you look at, if you look at uh, like the logo for monster, the monster drink mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it's, it's the, like that yeah those are sigils <laughs> yeah 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 i i totally dig everything you're saying and like i've i've, I've talked about this um, over many different episodes you know i think 9-11 was a giant occult ritual to bring in dark energy to to kind of push this narrative uh that you know uh, and try to stop the B great awakening and i feel like the great awakening is happening and i also <laughs> feel like we have to realize that we can't save everybody right as much as we want and as difficult as it is um these dark forces did quite a number down here and so um if you've heard of operation mockingbird yeah yep, yeah yeah and the role of television programming um, you know, starting at a young age. I mean, I think children's programming is as much a part of this as CNN. Yeah, uh, and, uh, XG has been really uh, going off on that. On, on, on Sesame Street, now oh, there's boy. somebody's homeless and somebody who has AIDS. Yeah, like, why is a kid show having somebody with AIDS? Like, Wait, what do you mean? I thought Oscar the Grouch, he just lives in a trash can. Well, exactly. I thought he was the original <laughs> one, but now, and it's like... It's like there's so many places for this guy to live. Why doesn't anyone let this Muppet live in a, <laughs> live in one of the many houses? It's like, yeah. and you're watching it happen. I mean, there's a lot about Sesame Street that's creepy way back in the day. You're like, and you can even say that about like Mr. Rogers. You're like, why are all these 55 year old men like doing children's programming? It's like, and all of them look creepy as hell. I mean, I, I, sometimes so you can be okay with hanging out with old men. So, so it becomes okay to oh look, an old man wants to hang out with me, well, like Mister Rogers. It becomes like it, it just becomes where we romanticize the old. 
where think we believe things were more pure, and I don't think they were more pure. They were just a lot more hidden and secret, and they were doing a lot of stuff that right now we have a keen eye for. But all right. this is dark energy. It's all it's all dark energy. What we're talking about, everything Michelle's talking about, I I, I 100% believe, man. And it's so uh, I you know this is such a black belt conversation that you can't just talk to anybody about. Because their point of reference is so gone. I mean, well, this connects the dot with the that crazy episode we had the World Fairs. Like, do you believe the World Fairs was all about reteaching us new shit that we didn't know before? So, I believe that the World Fairs were showcasing the original civilization before they were just before it was destroyed, and that they tell us is that it was temporary when it was built and that these incredible structures were built like in a year or two or a year or less. And then they destroyed the buildings afterwards. It makes no sense. And I think no what they were sense. doing is that they were showing, you know, they were showing the elite of the day this wonderful stuff, but they were taking credit for it and they didn't do it. It wasn't theirs. Um, you know, it's like this ha-ha We've got this, and you know they proceeded all of this knowledge that they've hidden from us has, you know, in effect probably been used against us. Um, weather warfare. I think we're seeing that weather earthquakes and things like that. And I'm and again I'm not just make saying that without basis. I've done a lot of research on this timeline, and you know hurricanes cap. Or Cap Five coming in right after another year after year after year. It really and is a haunted it house. It really it is a haunted make house. Makes sense. <laughs> when you start thinking about in terms of a haunted house, it all starts to make. You know how you've been wanting. More sense. You know how you've been wanting to move. None yeah. of those places include hurricanes. <laughs> Like, well, I don't know why people live in places like well, that. Well, that's like, why over I don't go over. to Houston. Yeah. It floods every other day. So I'm like, nope, can't go to Houston. Yeah, and New Orleans, no. Nope. Actually, Houston on my on my star here. Houston is actually right here, so the line goes right through it. And the Denver airport is right about here. Where oh this line my is. god! So it's like they're clog clogging up the middle of this, which should be for good. So you you kind of I we kind of moved on from it. Do you think it's a plane? Do you think it's assimilation? What do you think cool. it is? So um, I have encountered evidence for manipulation of how we perceive time and space, and evidence that it looks like maps were originally flat and they had ley lines on these maps. Um, ley lines disappeared. Now we just have latitude and longitude, and then. All of a sudden, around the 1500s, we have globes. Now, again, this is what's in the historical record. We start having globes. <laughs> now, I'm more concerned that there are beings that are trying to kill us. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, you know, I, we could very well be living on a plane. I get that. Um, but at the, bot, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, more concerned about bringing back this original civilization and and telling people about it and showing them and showing them this geometry and I do believe it works on a flat map or a sphere I don't quite have all of the 
mechanics of how it would work, you know, with night and day and winters and summers and all that kind of thing. I don't know, but it's not my primary concern. My primary concern is the civilization and what's been done to it and what's been done to us as a result of it because it's the same playbook. What they are doing now is what they did to take out this original civilization. They don't, they're not original, but they're brutal. They will do anything and um, they don't care about, they don't care about us. They don't care about life. Now, do you think people like uh, our politicians, are they, are they part of the demons or have they made deals with demons? Probably a little bit of both. Hillary's full on though, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's probably a little bit of both because there's probably people that aren't, but that are intimidated or have um, been blackmailed, you know, or been made to do things that they wouldn't have otherwise done to be blackmailed. Um, Because I don't really believe the people that are behind the worst of it are, are human. But um, we have corruption everywhere. Do you believe in shapeshifters? Sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't really do much with that, but I'm, I know that there's a lot more on heaven and earth than we're possibly aware of. And, um, you know, I, that idea wouldn't phase me or... What, or anything like that. So we were talking about this so crazy because we, we had a lot of this conversation over the weekend when we were on tour. And we, I was talking about how, like, a long time ago on, on Reddit, there was a discussion of Adele, someone seeing Adele shapeshift, right? And they're like, yeah, she's a shapeshifter. And then one day, Adele shows up and looks completely different. She looks like, like out of nowhere, too. It wasn't like we're like, oh, Adele's been working out, and it's it's really cool. It's like Adele went from large lady to smoke show very quickly. And you're like, and now she doesn't want to sing anymore. She just kind of wants to go around and live that life. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to be rude. But, I mean, the point is, like, it's kind of creepy, right? She goes from, like, why didn't she... Uh you think so? You think she got the ability to shapeshift or something? No, like she, I think she shapeshift. But why wasn't she? Why didn't she just? Why wasn't she just skinny from the beginning? If she because that's the narrative that they that they played, right? I mean, like that. I mean, think about it, man. I mean, you got that one chick who's like huge. You can't stop wearing bikinis all over the place. Oh, Lizzo. Uh, Lizzo. I mean, like that's a narrative. And at some point, she's like, I don't want to play this anymore. And boom, she comes back, and you know, and you're like. Uh, that's the same person? Like, and it was real that. quick. It wasn't like, man, she's been working out. Everybody's been hearing about, you know, her working out. Bam, next yeah, thing sure she knows. Yeah, I mean, either that or she got her stomach stapled. That, that's pretty fast, too. It's, you know, there's a couple of things I want to um, mention, and then I want to show you some things. And if, if nothing else, I want you to think about it. Okay, cool. Because I know it's a lot. It's a lot to, to grok. It's a lot to grasp. But... Um, I guess if there's a good side to what's playing out now, those with eyes can, those with eyes to see can see that something is really, really wrong. All over. Yep. Something is really wrong right now. Okay, and it's not natural. It's not the way things are meant to be. Um, you know, we're not. We weren't supposed to be in this degraded 
suffering, painful existence for those, you know, I haven't had a, I've, I've been fortunate, I think, in that um, I've had a pretty good life in a lot of ways. I've had some hardships, but I've had a pretty good life and I have not experienced the worst of what's out there to experience. Um, but it's not supposed to be this way. We're not supposed to have all of this craziness that's going on right now. And so that kind of helps the awakening process, again, for those that are, are ready to let go of your preconceived ideas and, and understand the depths that we've been lied to. Um, you have to, it requires letting go a lot because, you know, whole careers are built on it or, you know, your whole history, your whole family history what you've been told by your ancestors, it all is tied into this. And I try not to upset anybody's apple carts in my own family, which is about all of them. (laughs) um, Because they're invested in that, in that narrative and what they believe. So it really, um, the internet and and the communities available on the internet are, are great because People watch it if they're ready for it um, or get something from it if they're ready for it. But I, I do want to show you some things to, to really drive a few things home Perfect uh, about my work because I'm not sure how much time I have and I can go on and on and on. But <laughs> um, the first thing I wanted to bring up was a high school. And this was really the first one that I encountered. This is El Paso High School. Oh, wow. All that for a high school? Yeah. That's, that's the point. You know, that looks more like a government building from ancient Greece or Rome than a high school. And I encountered that one following an alignment around the world, actually. And, you know, because of our conditioning, I would imagine, because I didn't go into a, to a high school and school that looked like that, but I imagine kids go to school and they don't even think about this building that they're going to school in, really. That looks like like some it Harry Potter. It is insane. That looks like some Harry Potter. So, so if like you Hogwarts. do this, email, go into your search bar if you're listening, put in El Paso High School. And what you're going to see looks almost like a coliseum in a weird way in that there's this really gorgeous building that has like kind of along the lines of what you're talking about, which was like a, a, a leveled pyramid almost in a weird way with the... with. With seats in front, uh, uh, stadium seating or bleacher seating in front of a football field. Look at that! It looks like Hogwarts. That is for like crazy. a high school. Crazy. So that's that's one of them. I was trying to go here. This postcard of it. This is oh shit. You know, maximum seating capacity of eight thousand for a high school. Half a million dollars <laughs> to build for a high school. <laughs> My high school, had uh, like 10 but it doesn't stop there because, oh. so, and um, that's a school for eight thousand kids. No, no, she said the capacity no, of the, the, the seating, oh, the, the seating, seat. the seating. Oh, that's my hometown almost. Must must be some kind of football to have eight thousand. My my high school had ten thousand capacity, and it was in a dumpy okay. county in North Carolina. So um, so this was Duluth Central High School. Oh my God! And. It's still standing today. Not all of them are, but this one's still standing. And it's used as 
uh, like school district administration offices and things like that. Um, there's actually a bell tower at the top of it. There's like five bells that were installed sometime in the early 1900s. Now, this is the old Toronto wow. City Hall. You know, to give you an idea of how close it looks to a high school. <laughs> now, what is that other need, one? This is... This is a city hall. The oh other one was a high God. school. <laughs> this is still standing in Toronto, but it's been replaced by the new city hall. But the old city hall is still there. Um, and then Hanley High School, somebody mentioned to me, this, um, this is a high school in Winchester, Virginia. Oh, my God. Look at so that. It looks like the White House. So you've got these classical looking buildings and I can give you example after example. And again, these are the ones that are still standing. There's a lot more that have been destroyed, but there's a surprising number that are still standing. And um, I think it's Central High School. No, it's East High School. School in Denver. Learned about this not too long ago. Oh, wow. That's, Look at this one. high school in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> one of one of four that are like that. Um, oh my God. I'm just using that as an example of probably a lot of people, um, at least older generations and maybe younger generations, went to school in a building that looked like so that. So would you say the people that built these are the same people that built the cathedrals? I think it was built by the original civilization, and I think the original civilization built cathedrals. And then you and get I, into. I do not think cathedrals were. Were they power? Um, are they what were, we were they, told? Were they there to collect uh, energy? I think they were there for energetic and frequency reasons. And, and now you absolutely now you take what Johnny? Okay, now you take a look at like the Vatican. Like, ah. I mean, the Vatican. If if, if Tataria is if we're gonna if we're gonna believe in this, and I totally do believe in it. Oh the yeah, the Vatican. Look it, at this. Yeah, the snake. The snake is—you could see it right there. <laughs> but that's a that's, newer that's building, the right? Audience hall. That's the papal audience hall. The Pope's throne is right between the fangs. <laughs> I love that. Isn't that right crazy? Johnny says, "I love right, that." And it's right in front of the craziest sculpture. Oh yeah, we've that, seen this shit. Okay, look at that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's dude, like, that looks like some low frequency like, demon. Yeah, you're stuff. you're supposed to feel it, good it, when it you is. go to church. It's like, um, it's supposed to be like the the Garden of Gethsemane after a nuclear blast, and all these things are coming up from the nuclear crater or something along, along those lines. But Rome just looks like what? all the architecture looks like it'd be complete Tataria, right? Mm. I mean, if we're going into yeah. that, it looks like Game of Thrones. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's like and the Iron Throne. Those are the fangs right there. I'm just, I'm kind of showing how this is all hidden in plain sight. Yeah. And, um, it's not even hidden, really. And the I symbolism mean, like... is there, you know, and if anybody has any issues with, you know, talking about reptilians and talking about other, you know, archons and all that kind of stuff, they've gotten away with this because we don't believe it. Well, you know exist. what it is, man? I, I like, I, I know, uh, I know a very famous comic who is one of the most wonderful people on the planet. I couldn't, I can't 
say enough nice things about this guy. I, I think he's absolutely wonderful. And he's a hustler and he works real hard. But he's always shitting on people that believe in reptilians. And it's just because, like, you're just afraid to do deep dives. Which is weird because they, a lot of these people, their whole, their whole, you know, brand is deep dives in the stuff. But it's like the notion of, like, something this deep scares everybody i mean we talk about him on the we were talking about him jimmy Dore. he's so conspiracy but he won't even touch the whole oh he's now starting to oh is he oh Ooh. yeah they went back and found an episode where he was he did with us and george carl greg carlwood at uh you know when we did the i i, I don't even know if you were on no, you were on the show Bob, one, but no. we did the ice house and uh they're finding stuff where he's talking about the vegas shooting but anyways back to uh this um the yeah man. i mean the problem is we've been funneled towards a Chinese-style communism. Yeah, for sure. That's the direction that we've been heading in for a long time. But I don't think now, we'll ever be... I don't be... think it's going to happen. I don't think... I mean, I think some. I think we're living in a time, an amazing time, and that um, they're not going to get away with it. I agree but with that's you. That's the direction that, that, that they were taking us. Just every aspect of Chinese communism that you can think of is only, what they wanted here. The only thing I think is going to be different is that the, it's not going to be the government that is controlling everything. It's going to be corporations that are going to use the government as a tool to control. They are, we're entering a new form of fascism, which is corporatocracy, where, where corporations are in charge of everything. I don't think it's going to work. I think people are waking up, but it could get worse before it gets better. And it's, part of me thinks it needs get to get worse. I think it's going to appear to get worse or, you know, things are going to get worse, but they're going to get better. I totally agree. And they're going to get better because they're not going to get away with this. And because people are waking up and because other things are happening behind the scenes um, to help take this deep, deep state structure down. But they came incredibly close to getting away with it. That's what I, I believe that. I totally but, agree too. But what, um, but that's and that's why this this is you know whether how how much of this you want to go with or believe in, um, that's why it's important to to talk about it because of what their end game was, and we're living in that right now. They've sped it up, so it's visible. It's visible really for the first time because before it was all done behind the scenes. Yes. And things were happening without us being aware of it. I don't know why they create the internet. I always think there's some alternative reason that we we don't get. But you don't think it got away from them? Well, I don't know. I don't know. It, it did. It did because it was created by um, DARPA. Same people that developed. Yep, DARPA and CERN um, were involved in this, and it got away from them. And you know. Maybe we have help from the other side, and okay. it was intentionally done, but it's how you know this mass awakening, I think, is even possible because they had total control over the network. Okay. So they, uh, you know, mainstream news broadcasting. So do you want to talk about this iron stuff just because when your computer's up like that, they can't see us talking, and okay. a lot of people like to see my face. Oh, my face is Got good? Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to point out, um, how the the Rockefellers and all these people show up in our history, and uh, 
my research, when I first started doing this, I was using data points that I got off of that star tetrahedron and I made spreadsheets. So when I went to research alignments, I would just follow follow down and and do blog posts about that. I'm Everything starts out as a, a blog post and I turn it into a video. And as I was doing that, I started seeing the same infrastructure all over the earth. Um, you know, same things in very different places that you wouldn't expect to see them. And, and then the picture of history started to come out about how this has actually gone down and what they tell us. So they wrote themselves into our history. They, they grafted themselves on top of everything, um, which is why every building has a story. Every bridge has a story. Every canal has a story. Every railroad has a story behind it. Um, you know, it was built between sometime in the 1800s and 1900s and it's got all the paperwork and the blueprints and the cornerstone that says we did this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But so they, they, they're written into this history and it's interesting where they show up because um, somebody pointed me in the direction of Duluth in Minnesota and the largest iron mine in the world um, was just founded by this family in Duluth, the Merritt family, and they developed the property. And, you know, we're told they needed to develop the railroad to ship the iron to port and they needed money for that. They didn't quite have enough. So they, John Rockefeller got a hold of their story or wanted to expand himself. So what ended up happening is that, um, the Merritts put their company stock up as collateral so they could borrow money from Rockefeller to fund the railroad. And Rockefeller ended up owning the railroad and the mine and everything else. And, you know, the family lost everything. How convenient. So, um, again, I think the, the railroads are actually the product of the earlier civilization, but they got restarted by, by the controllers. Um, and then Rockefeller assumed ownership of the property in 1849. He leased the iron ore companies to Carnegie Steel in 1896. And then by 1901, um, it was sold to United States Steel because there was a merger of the biggest steel companies of the day. And that was all financed by J.P. Morgan. And Morgan was involved in mergers of all kinds of big corporate businesses. International Harvester was another one. There was a number of mergers that he was involved in around the turn of the century. And I've done some other research where I've drilled down into the history of some of these financial houses. And Morgan has an interesting one along with some others. Yeah, what are you um, talking about? What are we talking about? Now, have you ever heard of the Passar family? I have. I don't know a lot about them. I just know I've, I've heard they're like the power behind the throne of a lot of stuff. Don't look into them. Sam ruined his don't, life. Yeah, we can't, we can't put them <laughs> in any kind of... Uh, yeah. One day so, we did. I mean, I haven't gone there. I, I probably won't. There's plenty of information without going there. Yeah, um, but I have looked into some things about the Rothschilds and some of the early financial houses, and it's quite interesting. What what's the what what is real quickly? What do you think the common theme is with all these financial houses? Oh gosh, 
Like, is there some dark um, entities involved? Like, what are your well, thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's how they got control of everything. You know, they got in the, the ground floor and they um, started up all these mega financial houses starting around the Napoleonic Wars, primarily. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, there's still... Most of them are still in operation today, and they've pretty much been doing the same kinds of things all that time. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's how they consolidated their control over everything. And that's kind of a good lead into the next thing that I want to talk about. So let me ask you something real quick. So do you think that the 13 families made deals with these entities and why these 13 families. No, I think they are the entities. Ooh. Oh, snaps. Okay. <laughs> I think they are the entities and others made deals with them. Totally. So, um, they start showing up early on in the narrative. And that's uh, one of the reasons I wanted to go ahead and talk about this is because, um, you know, you hear about, the Louisiana Purchase and the Lewis and Clark Expedition. Yeah, yeah. we got fucked. And sense. somebody suggested I look into this. And, you know, what do you know? Lots of stuff comes up. So there was the Louisiana Purchase first and then the Lewis and Clark Expedition to go check it out. Okay. Lots of really interesting nuggets came up in this. But um, the Louisiana Purchase Treaty was signed on April 30th of 1803. And it was announced on July 4th of 1803. So we got all this land. Lo and behold, who shows up for France negotiating the terms of the Louisiana Purchase Treaty is none other than Pierre Samuel Dupont de Namur. So he was the father of the original Dupont in America. So his son was the one that started the DuPont Chemical Company. Oh, my God. Okay, so sh they show up at the very beginning. So you got the Louisiana Purchase, 1803. Um, the DuPont Company was originally to manufacture gunpowder and explosives. Why would you need that? <laughs> That's kind of a heck of, th of a thing to start a business for. Yeah. You know, and there's all kinds of really interesting stuff that's come up in my research along those lines. Um, you know, that include the founding of Monsanto and the very, very, very first product of Monsanto was saccharin. And we know what saccharin is in. Oh. Um, the other one, too, aspartame. Oh they manufacture aspartame. So, okay, so you're about to get in some loose and Clark, which is crazy because when we did Q&A this weekend, this is so crazy that... It connects. Yeah, because someone goes, what about Lewis and Clark? I go, what about Lewis and Clark? Because I hadn't heard anything. And he's like, what was in their journals? And is that what we're getting into right now? What they might have discovered? Well, we're getting into what's in the historical record, but some things that really popped out. And um, Meriwether Lewis was murdered. So the guy that wrote these journals was on his way to his publisher in D.C. 
Um, he was governor of the Louisiana Territory at that time. And um, there were some issues there. He was having some some problems. And so he was on his, D- on his way to D.C. at his journals with him. And he was... Well, actually, he committed suicide, excuse me. (laughs) He committed suicide at Grinders Mill, I think it's in Tennessee. And um, I saw an episode of America Unearthed years ago, and that was when I first learned that that he died under mysterious circumstances. Uh, But uh, from what I was reading in the historical record, he did have his journals with him. So whatever was in his original journals, (laughs) who knows? Oh um, so the other point that I was going to make was just the DuPont show up here at the Louisiana Purchase. And Lewis and Clark wintered over outside of St. Louis in a place called Camp Dubois, or Dubois, which is at Wood River, which is right here. Cahokia Mounds Park is here. And then St. Louis is here. Okay. Wood River has a number of refineries. So this is where their, their first wintering was before they started out on their long journey. And uh, there's a refinery here. There's a refinery, Phillips 66 refinery. Um, but long ago, there was a standard oil refinery. So Wood River was said to have been founded in 1907 when the John D. Rockefeller Standard Oil Company refinery was established so here you have standard oil and rockefeller showing up at the location of the actual launch point for lewis and clark coincidence crazy i think not and i've got a lot of other examples he uh he aged horribly by the way (laughs) <laughs> Didn't he age horribly? I, you see him towards the end? I mean, dude, do you want to talk about a fuck, uh, a predator, a parasite? Yeah. Look at that guy yeah, towards was... the end of his thing. I would love to look into, like, what do they think Lewis and Clark found? A lot of people think oh. they found civilization. They did. What? They did, and it's all been, I mean, we've been taught, <laughs> the history we've been taught is fabricated you know it's a compilation probably of a little of this and a little of that and maybe some truth here and some truth there but um you know if anybody studied this subject they they've heard that one person died the whole way you ever heard that yeah yeah bullshit <laughs> okay well that's what they tell us and i'm i'm just kind of fast forwarding over some interesting stuff but um, so this is in um, this one's in Omaha and this one's in San Francisco. <laughs> Looks similar. Yeah. yeah, for sure. They tell um, us whatever they want. So the guy that died was um, Sergeant Floyd, and this is his monument. <laughs> so supposedly the one guy that died of infection or something like that. Um, had an obelisk erected over his gravesite. Oh my God! Now, I think the obelisk was already there, of course. <laughs> and they are just incorporated into the new narrative to explain how they got there. 
Well, I mean, like the narrative of like no one knows what really happened with Titanic. They just gave us a movie, a four-hour movie of a love story, and they're like, "Yep, oh, that's what 100%. happened. That's why I went down." One hundred percent, dude. And it's it's definitely in the historical record that John Jacob Astor and other bankers that were opposed to the establishment of the financial of the uh, Central mm-hmm. Reserve were on board. Um, that's really not new information. The um. They went down with the Titanic, the ones that opposed the creation of the Federal Reserve. Do you think the Titanic was Tataria? It could have been. It definitely could have been. But I think, um, you know, like with everything else, they just took over the existing infrastructure, including the ships. And that whatever happened to the Titanic um, was probably an early false flag. Oh, for sure. You didn't see an iceberg coming? (laughs) Yeah. What are are these, uh, Barry Sanders icebergs? And you're not going to have enough boats for everybody? Just for the rich people? Was it just... Just for the kids? See, I I think it's more likely that they intentionally set out on that dangerous course to sink that vessel because of the people that were on it. I think they exploded it. But I mean, you you wouldn't even need to. That would be so easy. I mean, if you read about the waters they were in... There were reports from ships all around, like, dude, get the fuck out of here. This is really bad. There's icebergs everywhere. But it was indestructible. I mean, yeah, according to them, it was indestructible. There was, like, like yeah, the Twin and, Towers. And, Just okay. like the Twin Towers. Nothing can take them down. Yeah, that's a great point, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Point. Yeah. And I've been following alternative sources of information, um, I guess, probably since around 20, 2013, 2014. So that was something that I heard pretty on, pretty early on when I started to follow things on the internet. And I haven't followed mainstream news or media for a long time. So we that's ta- why you're so happy, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like that's why I have hope. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So we talk about Tatara being in North America. Is there any in like South America, like like Argentina, all, Brazil? It's everywhere. Sure, it's everywhere. It's all part of the same civilization. So Damn. so. As we come to wrap this up, um, how old do you, how old do you think modern civilization is, and how old do you think Tatarian civilization was? You know, I think the reset started in earnest in the early 1800s. It ramped up around 1830. The official kickoff, I think, was at the uh, Crystal Palace Exposition of 1851. Um, I think there were like periods of time within that. So like between 1850 and 1870, there were things going on 1870 to 1890, um, maybe 1890 to 1920, 1930. Uh, they were still putting the game board pieces in place because I've seen photographs of the places like Pittsburgh that was said to have been in like 1910 and you, it looks like it's being dug out of mud like you know, the other pictures I showed you. So when exactly things started, it's, it's really hard to say. But I, I do think a lot the wars, Civil War, probably the American Revolution, but definitely the Civil War, World War One, World War Two, Korean War, Vietnam. Those were all covers to destroy this civilization. Oh, shit. Oh, hey, whoa, man. we go way deep now. That was a bomb yeah. drop right there. <laughs> I always thought World War II was uh, uh, about Tataria. And that mm-hmm. that there were things being done there, but a lot of it 
was about, you know, let's face it, man. I mean, old Russia. They got it hard. Could be like the center of Tataria. And, you know, and everybody talks about Putin. Putin's just a puppet, dude. He is a puppet for uh, the New World Order, these these banks. He acts like he gets rid of the Rothschild. He's just, it's the same thing they do with terrorism in the United States. Everyone's like, we got to take down terror. And everyone's like, yeah, take down terror. They hate us because of freedom. But in reality, they're funding terror. It's the same thing with Putin. He's like, we're going to get rid of the Rothschilds. Like, dude, your your flag has, is Rothschild symbolism. It's like, you know, it's just like Kazarians came in. The Russians, early Russia, took out Kazarians. And Kazarians said, were like, oh, oh, that's the story we're told. And I just think it was Kazarians versus Tatarians. It's interesting because um, Ukraine was historical Kazaria. But it was also historical errata. And R, so you get Aryan out of that also, um, we're told goes back, you know, 20,000 years or more, and that it was a worldwide civilization. Um, so there's a lot of connections to that historical area of Ukraine. And it's probably why they're so interested in it today. Um, both the ancient history and the Khazarian history. If, you know, again, if there's any truth to what we're told. But um, the other point that I want to bring in is from everything that I understand about it, Tartaria was one of many empires within this original civilization that goes back to Mu. But it was all the same. It was integrated. I think they were doing just fine. I think they were master builders and they weren't at war with each other. And um, and that was what our original human civilization was doing until this hijack came along and turned everything upside down. That we, we were, it was incredible. I totally 100% believe in all that. I really do. I really do. I think that is what really went on. I think the Holocaust was a, a big big part of it obviously but for me man so much of it is about just you know a discovering up of ancient history and and the genocide is off the charts for reals not just the holocaust but on through our modern history up to the present day i mean if you look at what's going on with planned parenthood and things like that that's part of it too but the <laughs> what we're dealing with on a worldwide thing with the pandemic is also. Oh my God. We live in crazy times. We, we live in crazy times, but four years ago, I did not have hope for a positive outcome, and I do now. So I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens, but I do think. Wait, can you explain? Can you explain why? I don't think it's, I don't think it's a done deal that, um, that they're going to, get away with this what what inspired what, what inspired that change in sentiment um just kind of watching things happen over the last couple of years and the people that are corrupt um don't want to lose their gravy train don't want to lose their power they want to get to their end game which is total control over us and there have been some wrenches in that plan and i'm gonna and, be honest with you i think it's okay so i cut you so off no, my apologies go on no 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 i was just gonna say i mean 
honestly, if I did not have a, a belief that there is something in place to take them down, I would load up my truck and I would go into the desert. <laughs> I'm with you. I would. Man. I am with you. I have a truck that's filled with food. <laughs> <laughs> and I think things are going to get interesting. I, I, I think they could very well get worse before they get better. But I do think things are going to get better. And that we have a we have a hope for a future. And I think the Cabal's plan was ninety at least ninety percent of us gone. Damn. And uh, that's, if you look at the Georgia Guidestones, it does say that. I also think like are no. I think the amount of people on this planet isn't as high as they think it is. They're inflating mm -hmm. numbers, so we all buy into this global warming crap. This this you know climate change. And if you're like, okay, you want to reduce the population to 500 million, that's a little bit more attainable if you're at 2 billion instead of 7 billion. Where is that number coming from? Because all the other stuff, every time they do numbers, it's an exaggeration of crap. I mean, we were just talking about it. How much land do we see? What we're talking about, how it's not overpopulated? Yeah, I mean, like, this, we were traveling, like, to, like, Nebraska. You would drive. We literally ran out of gas. We almost got scared. Because there was so, we went so long without seeing civilization. Cornfields on cornfields on cornfields. It's just, I mean, I understand, like, places like in India where, like, where it's like overpopulated or, or, or parts of China where it's overpopulated. But that's done purposefully to get everybody into big cities so everyone goes, oh, my God, look how many people there are. That almost that sounds like Agenda 21. <laughs> also, what, in, what, it, what inspires, inspires fear more than scarcity? You know, this, idea, this artificial scarcity is what, it's what they use to, to twist us all up, you know? Well, what I will say is that I would predict, if you will, and I hope I'm right, that it won't take long to figure out what direction things are going in. I would say probably by the end of the year, beginning of next year, we'll have a pretty good idea of what's going on. Yeah, if it's going to be if it's going to be up or not. I think it's going to be up. I think they're waking up. I think people. I. I. You know, I've said this before, man. You know. I think it's in uh, different states, so sorry to cut you off because Gavin Newsom just got a recall. But you haven't hear what I said. You got to hear what right, I say. For, it's right, okay. I, I've been cutting people <laughs> off the whole show. I can't get mad at you. But the point of this is, is that, you know, I think authority, like people are starting to wake up that authority is an illusion. And it's only there if you, it's the emperor's new clothes. Or, right. the, or no clothes. <laughs> right, for the sure. The emperor has no clothes. Right, 100%. So th that is the emperor's new clothes, is no clothes. And that when you walk into a 7-Eleven, right, and you see, like, some older, overweight security guard, that guy's not there to stop anything. He's there <laughs> to make you think you're safe and there's law and order in this 7-Eleven. But the real and like people in Australia are starting to learn this. These cops have been pounding on, beating up everybody from what we're told, yeah. right? And now you're seeing videos of these giant mobs 
just beating up cops because they've realized that, oh, we're allowing this very small group of people to run a very large group of people. Now, going back to what you were saying, there are going to be places where that works. LA, it works because so much, the major industry here is entertainment, right? Even though it is dying, its reach is dying. But in order to get on a program, to get a role on TV, you have to have 90 green lights. And if one person goes, nah, you can't get that gig. So you have to conform, 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 so that no, I mean, no matter how ridiculous they're asking you to bend over, you just oh, bend. How about Chris Rock? Get the vaccine even though he got COVID while he got, had gotten the vaccine? What he's a sellout. He's completely playing that game. Yeah, he's playing that game that you're he talking about. He is playing the game. Now, I've been talking about this on stage. Everything's about the game. What is the game? What I believe Chris Rock is playing the game. And, you know, he's been on in a bunch of movies lately. He's been on a bunch of TV shows. So he's playing that game. But I think the game has changed. And he's playing the old game. And that's why he's being exposed for everyone showing the video where he's talking about AIDS, right? And how they're just making shit up. And now you have a guy going, hey, dude, get the vaccine, even though I got it, and I, I'm in the hospital right now, you should get it too, which is conformity. And I think that's the game being played right now. Mm. And it's all an illusion. Everything's an illusion. But you are 100% correct, correct that they have completely and utterly wiped out our history. And I don't even know if we are of the people that they – that they wiped out. I don't know if the, the, the Tatarians and the humans right now are the same people. And that's a harder question to answer. I do think, I do think that there are still, um, people that are alive today. Um, I do think the Moors are part of that. Um, but I also think a lot of these people have been genocided. The ones that survived, um, were genocided. And I think there's a lot of, um, I don't know if you've heard of inventoriums or not, but they were like incubator sideshows, like oh, starting in the 1890s to oh, about yeah, 1940. Yeah. What? Where these, these babies were put in, it's very weird, uh, neonatal babies were put in incubators and people would pay to go see them. And like, like, and like those sort of boardwalk like halls a, like where they would show. have like freak shows and stuff. Yeah. yeah you'd Coney go. Island had one, a permanent one. There was others as well. Um, what happened to those babies? I mean, what they tell us is that it was neonatal health care back in those days and that hospitals didn't do that. But that story is just insane. So what were they doing with all of these incubator babies at sideshows? Science is so dark. It's unbelievable how like what the narrative is right now. And again, you know, Johnny, no disrespect, but nerd dorks. Okay. Love science. And you see it in like comic books, like all these superheroes are former ner former doctors, scientists. They're all this top level of what I call intelligence. But intelligence is not smart. Smarts are other things. Intelligence is being able to follow systems. And what you see is this kind of kind of like what they used to do with the religious people. They put you. They put scientists on a. Uh, a pedestal so everybody worships them and i get it 
Don't question science. I don't. I question scientists. They're human beings. They have needs. They want money. They want fame. They want to meet women way out of their league. That's what they want to do. And they do it all the time. And that's why they play this game. Yep. And there's a particular narrative that they want that conformity to. That's it. I think the mistake is seeing science as as one thing, you know, as an entity when when really there are factions in science just like any other field. One hundred percent. You know, I mean scientists are just like YouTube creators and comics. It's not they're a monolith. Mo- yeah. Like doctors, they're the most censored on the internet. Right now they are they are like stand up comedians trying to trying to do, you know, politically incorrect material. Uh, and they're like content creators who are trying to call out the system. They are being censored. I think they're losing. What kind of people went to Jeffrey Epstein Island? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a big thing right there. A lot. Uh, how much? A lot of scientists. A lot yeah. of people. Well, that pretty are, much anybody with power. Yeah. I mean, that was it was a vacuum. You know. I mean, by Hoover. So we and, live. And the in- fact that that's more common knowledge is super significant. I you know, do anybody believe. Anybody knows anything about Epstein Island and what was going on there? I mean, that's gotten out through alternative media like big time. So, uh, you know, I've heard people say the 1600s time change, you say 17, around 1717. I've mm-hmm. heard Europe was in the 1600s and the United States was in the 1800s, but it sounds like it happened right around the Louisiana Purchase. It's all around, it's all in the same ballpark. It wasn't thousands of years ago. I completely, 100% believe this theory. I 100% believe it. That should be a new segment I do at the end. <laughs> do I believe what we've talked about? 100%. And the answer is 100%. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Every time. I've never heard him say, I believe that 50%. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. It's like the opposite of Aaron when you used to go to Aaron. And he'd say, <laughs> I do. I believe it. I just, it makes sense to me, especially when you start looking at the, all the architecture and how they've never been able to replace that. And everything's like, look at the pyramids. The aliens did it. You're like, how about my city hall? How, who did that? <laughs> and then the other thing is, um, you know, they tear down these beautiful buildings and the replacement buildings are, you know, particle board and plywood. <laughs> you know, watch a new uh, structure go up in my community. And Dubai. it's like... I want to buy some Tatarian houses, Doc. UAE is pretty impressive, though. You want to go see some modern buildings that will knock Where? you knock your dick off. Uh, hey, language. Yeah. <laughs> United Arab Emirates. You know, like. Oh yeah. I mean, the, the cities yeah. there are. Dubai. Yeah, but those yeah, don't last those, a long time, those, though. Those those are flashy. Yeah. These are like classical. Like last forever. Yeah. Like they're 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 like compa- it's like comparing Rome. To that, I mean, like what what's in Rome is a million thousand times beyond what they're doing in Dubai. Dubai is just like super shiny, and they have the money just to be like, let's try this, and they do it. But it's like it's not even close to what's been. And done. I mean, we have we have photos I, like the 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 Capitol Dome. We have photos of that being built. You know, I mean, so well, what, we don't what? know how long Photoshopping's been around, though. Yeah, it could be okay. Yeah, I'm it. telling you. I Johnny, mean, question got... everything. I do. I mean, yeah, look at I the do. moon landing. <laughs> that was a little bit of fucking video That's... editing, I'd say. Oh, yeah. I love it. Like, we can't even, like, go back. Are you serious? Get out of here. Get out of here. Michelle, you came. You saw. You dropped the hammer of the gods on these people. I loved it. <laughs> I'm in. I'm all about it. 
I am all all. I got I got a ton of information in my my blog and my videos to back up what I'm saying. Well, I want you to. (laughs) I want you to send me because I don't believe it or can't can't support yeah, it. Yeah, Johnny's just very disrespectful, so I'm sorry <laughs> you had to deal with that. I might not have him on the yeah, show. Yeah, apologies for the five words I said this yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Those five words. No worries, Johnny. <laughs> just really makes me sad. Guys, uh, what a wonderful day today was. A great, 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 great uh, podcast. Wow. Wow. Johnny, guess what I just got from YouTube? Monetization. What? Oh, wow. From what page? <laughs> Sam Tripoli Live. No way. Holy shit. They're, that's insane. I'm crazy. Like, Wait, look, the main one? Look at yeah, they the main approved. one. Do you mean or you got to check? Well, I don't know what you're saying. No, it says, uh, congratulations, your YouTube channel, Sam Tripoli, has accept, has been accepted. Oh, dude. A- well, I sent them a thing, like an appeal, and like explained, like, hey, we've reoriented. You know, we're just yeah, doing comedy. So it must have worked. That's great. That's crazy. Yeah. Our evil plan is working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 sorry, Michelle. You had to enjoy an inside baseball celebration. Uh, you came. You saw. You kicked a whole lot of butt. Michelle, can you please tell everybody where they can find Find your website again. Okay. Patreon. Uh, I actually have Patreon, um, Piercing the Veil of Illusion. I have a YouTube channel, and if you type in Michelle Gibson and Moore's, it comes up right away. Otherwise, you have to look through a lot of Michelle Gibson's. Um, my website is piercingtheveilofillusion.com, and I'm on a new platform that launches in the middle of October called um, aguruyourlife.com, and it's a private membership platform but i'll have courses and special events and social media groups and consults and things like that. well i'm so happy for you you're wonderful to talk to i had a great time doing this time flew it was so much knowledge yeah she you can tell she's so well versed in these subjects you gotta come back again We'll, we'll do it again we'll mix it up again and uh so uh Please send me any links you want me to include in the um, description, and uh, we'll go from there. Thank you again, Michelle. Thank you, Xavier. Johnny, try harder next time. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. I, again, I added October 1st, uh, new show in Pennsylvania, so please go grab tickets to that. We're doing it at the last second. Rumble, young man Rumble. I love you guys very much, and have a great week. Thank you. Open your mind. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some injured dimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim Foyle hacked. Tim Foyle